welcome back everyone to the Talkaholic Studios. Uh, today we're kicking off with a new series on our channel called Boss People of Color, um, where we interview and feature people of color in our community who are doing big, amazing things and that we'd love to learn more about. So today we're joined by Hanan Abdu. Um, she's an Eritrean Canadian digital creator and artist from Toronto. She recently started creating digital art featuring East African culture and community on Instagram and Twitter at Henan's Corner last year. So she's now at 8,000 followers, which is amazing, and has a fully fledged out Etsy store selling her prints worldwide on posters, phone cases, t-shirts, tote bags, and more. She's also currently completing her master's in occupational therapy and runs a separate bookstagram on Instagram called at read with Hanan As if to share her favorite either. current reads. So welcome <laughs> Hanan to the show. Yay, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> to start off our, our show today, we're going to be doing a reoccurring part of the series um, as an icebreaker. We're going to ask you a set of 10 personal questions to get us going. Uh, the idea is that you answer based on your gut response. First question, what's the best quality someone can have? Honesty. Ooh. What's your greatest fear? Water. Water. Really deep water. <laughs> Who's your role model, living or dead? Uh, my mom, Alekhamha. My greatest goal in life is blank. Uh, to inspire people while I inspire myself, if that makes sense. Here yeah. Yeah. Inspiration for other people and myself. What's the best <laughs> advice you've heard? People come for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Ooh, I need, what the hell? That's is a good one. What the hell? <laughs> uh, where do you feel the happiest? Um, When I read books, for sure. Cool. And if it's a good book. If it's a shitty book, I'll be... Eh. Dismissive. That's when I'm the happiest. <laughs> what do you dislike the most in a person? Uh, that's a good question. What do I dislike most? If a person is not like upfront about how they feel, if they're like uncomfortable with the situation rather than telling me that they keep it bottled in, I'd rather, especially for a friend, someone just be upfront mm. about bothering them, whether it has to do with me or anything else in their life. What's the best way to show love? Oh, five love languages for me, it's gifts. But I think words of affirmation is another one. So just mm. telling people you hate them and you love them like as much as you can. What is your greatest flaw and strength? My greatest flaw is that so I feel like I have a lot of self-doubt sometimes. And then I think my biggest strength is if I say I'm going to do something, I'll most likely do it. And I'll like make sure that I do it. And last one, if, you're, if you were not yourself, who would you be? Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> the confidence of the way you said that. You're like, That's yeah, it. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> All right, awesome. So thanks, thanks for doing that the first time going through that. I love how you knew some of that like off the bat. You're like, I have this memorized, sorry. I came prepared. <laughs> we were just curious, what or who is your inspiration to start digital content creation or art digital art? I don't think I was necessarily inspired by anyone to try out digital art. I think I was really aiming to find a different format because I found that acrylic painting, although I really enjoyed doing it, was mounting to be like really expensive getting supplies and i found that I, it was really confusing to figure out what supplies worked what didn't there's way too much trial and error and so when i found out that digital art was a thing i was like okay like it's easier to just use a software that has all the supplies that you need and you can still kind of get the same effect as what you would create if you're actually painting 
So I did that. But in terms of inspiration for creating art, I think definitely for my mom, because she was really, really into art. And um, she would always like encourage me to like join different art competitions when I was younger growing up and like submit my artwork and like that really encouraged me. And so it's, it's such a new format. I'm still getting used to using digital art because it's so new and it's so unique. But I think that was what inspired me to start with that particular format. That's, yeah, that's amazing. I mean, like, I've said, ever since I've known you, you've always been artistic in some form. <laughs> so, like, seeing you come out with all this, was it? I, I wasn't surprised, but it's also, like, you, you do such amazing work with it. Like, the details oh, and everything, 100%. it's, like, it's it's amazing, honestly. <laughs> um, so, for our second question, as a Black Muslim woman in the digital space, um, how do you navigate that space as a digital creator, um, have you encountered any struggles? Have you encountered um, any like benefits or any, I guess like pro like the pros and cons of being a Black Muslim woman in the digital space? Essentially, that's a good question. I feel like sometimes I I don't notice things until content is being produced. So I feel like I feel like sometimes there's a shock factor that I'm a Muslim woman creating artwork especially for like the diaspora, particularly the East African diaspora, because there aren't a lot of Muslim women who are doing it. And if they are, they're just doing it publicly. So I think um, sometimes I feel like there's a bit of a, a disconnect or I get, a, there's a little bit of fear to create content because like as a Muslim woman, I don't want to create something that's too outrageous. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not outrageous, but I just don't know how people will respond. And I've, I've had criticism for sure. Um, so that's been like something that I've still been trying to like figure out how to navigate through. But in terms of like the pros, I feel like it's definitely, there's a different type of support system that you get when you are a black artist. There's a different type of support system that you get when you're a black owned business. And when you're, um, just a black person that's engaged in any industry. I think especially now, there's a lot more support. Like, the community is a lot stronger. So I've been very lucky, alhamdulillah. Like, people have been very, very, very supportive from the jump and have been, and I've been so appreciative of that. Um, And that's been, it's been easier to push content because people are always willing to share and, like, spread that and support, which has been great. Um, But, yeah, it's, like, figuring out, like, three different identities, you know what I mean? Being black, being Muslim, and being a woman, it's like all these, it's like meshes together. It's very complicated and it's very, it's interesting, but it's only been a couple of months in, so I don't know what like the future is gonna look like, but so far it hasn't been too bad. It's been very like, it's been interesting, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know if that answered your question. No, <laughs> no, no, yeah, definitely. I think um, that's something that we, uh, even myself and Razia probably could resonate with, like. Yeah as creators and then as what we've been taught to be as Muslim women, it can exactly. conflict at times. For and sure. it's, it's, it's a learning process. <laughs> I don't no, think it ever gets easier. It definitely is like to put like, to draw like a Muslim woman with grills and like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, whoa, like it's just, this is a lot, you know? Yeah. But for me, it's like a mixture of like my own culture and also being raised in Toronto like I've been able to like mesh everything and I feel like it's been a great response for a lot of people because they especially children of the diaspora because they feel like they can connect to it because mm-hmm. it meshes their own identities it's like yes I love 
you know, wearing streetwear, but I also love my culture being from wherever I am. So that's why I feel like the response has been so great. But then there's also a lot of people who are more traditional or yeah. they just be like, whoa, <laughs> not, not you putting a Muslim woman with a gun. <laughs> It's just like, you know, it's been interesting. But overall, I feel like if you love it and you're doing it and you're passionate about it, people will, will take it as, as as it is and for what you produce. So at the end of the day, like, that's kind of just been my goal. It's I'm creating art for me and people who appreciate it, appreciate it and feel connected, connected. So that's just what it is. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. Amazing. Um, Based on the fact that, yeah, like you said, your your, your work is really versatile and there's a, like a, a lot of variety, definitely has its own sense of like style. What would you say, like based on all the pieces of art you've made, what is your favorite art piece of yours? It would probably be, I think I have two. It would be the Nine Tribes, the one that I did recently mm. where they're all holding um, the AK-47s. I think that one has been my favorite and the Nike series that I started, yeah. which I have, but that one has always been my, also been my favorite. Um, <laughs> So I think those two, uh, in terms of like what I would consider my style, I actually have no clue what my style is. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, like you would go on like, there's so there are so many artists out there who have a very particular style and you kind of see it consistently in their work. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's been, it feels more like pop art. There's a lot of color. So I'm still like trying to figure out my style, but I feel like I also don't want to constrict myself with one style just because I'm still discovering and learning what it is that I like, what what it is that I can learn. So I I don't think I have a style yet, okay. but I feel like it would probably be more maybe pop art. I don't know. Cool. And just as a, an addition to that question, um, is there a personal story behind one of your pieces that you can tell us about? Give us some behind the scenes on. Personal story. Um, I think uh, maybe the only one that I can possibly think of that I was like, okay, like this is, something that I can resonate with was it was when I first started and I created the Gual Eretra series I created this one where she's wearing sort of like streetwear and she has her AK and she's wearing like her the Eritrean scarf so that to me sort of it represented myself in a lot of ways because it showcased um what it means to feel like an empowered woman what it means to be an Eritrean woman not to say that we're we're aligned with violence necessarily but what it means to be an empowered Eritrean woman and I think that for creating that piece was just to showcase that women in Eritrea played such a prominent role um, in the war for independence and we're not really recognized a lot in our own history so I think creating that was just to showcase like hey it's not just men who fought for our independence it's also women as well and like this was like a representation and when people saw that they felt connected and I, I think the thing that gets me the most emotional is hearing a lot of feedback from different people who were like, you know, my mother, I've had a lot of people saying their own moms what, saw the piece and got emotional because it took them back to when they were younger That's and when they actually fought in the war. And I was like, that is so amazing because that was literally the point of creating this piece and the fact that other people felt connected to it and resonated with it was like, it was amazing. But yeah. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's just, it's, yeah, it's so crazy how art can transcend so many you know like generations like even though you know you yourself have created it it can connect to so many people in, in different ways too and it may not be the way you intended even so exactly. yeah no yeah. word of a lie I got goosebumps so <laughs> yeah <laughs> <That's pretty cool. laughs> all right so for our last question 
Um, we just wanted to ask if you have any tips or tricks for upcoming artists who want to, you know, do what you do. Um, also, how do you stay so organized and motivated? Because, guys, I kid you not, Hannah comes out with a new piece every single day. She's checking these out so quick. And I both have an iPad, and we both. <laughs> Like, I'm not as artistic as Hannah, I'll say that right now, but I know how much work goes into an art piece, yeah. how many layers, how, like, the details that you put in your art take hours upon days, like, to do. So, how are you doing this? It's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So, um, honestly, I feel like when you really love something, like, you will go above and beyond to make sure, like, it's done, right? I feel like when you have, it feels different because... It's almost like studying for school. Like, if you really care about it, you're going to go all in to make sure that you do well, right? So, for for art, like, it takes a lot of, it is a lot of effort. It's a lot of, it's a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. I think what I did that helped me to stay organized and to stay consistent is, and this, this can be helpful for, like, a lot of creatives or artists, is I sort of create a spreadsheet of, like, my ideas. So every time I have an idea, literally I'll be sleeping. I, I kid you not. I'll be sleeping. <laughs> Whoa, this is a crazy idea. So I would get up. I kid you not. It's like 3 a.m. <laughs> I would get up, and I'd, like, literally just open my iPad. I wouldn't draw anything. I would just, like, sketch, like, a an idea of, like, something that's in my mind, and i just leave it. There's so much unfinished projects, that I, so many unfinished projects. So what I do is I have all these ideas I'm like all right so this is what I want to do for January this is what I want to do for February this is what I want to do for March and I would just list out all of the different ideas that I wanted or like drawings that I want to create and then what I do is I'll like put it in my schedule <laughs> I'll be like okay so from on Monday or like Sunday night I'll dedicate like two hours to work on this and then Saturday I'll also work for it for two hours or whatever and then if I have a lot of time, then I'll try to create as many pieces as I can and then push the content throughout the year so that I'm not like overwhelming myself because I obviously am in school as well. So I think it's just about like managing how much you can do. That's not to say that you should post like all the time, but consistency is going to take you very far. But I think it's also like scheduling it into your daily routine and making it a practice um, to get it done. So I think that's like the best thing. <laughs> but it's hard. Like it's a lot yeah. of a lot of work <laughs> this is the question that i was like really really interested in too because i was like yeah me and you talk all the time of like her feed is just why is it always updating like she just <laughs> has it going on all the time like where does she get this time from so i thought i was just like i really need to know what is happening behind the scenes that she has yeah. all of this just stacked up and ready so it's and cool because to know. sometimes yeah like sometimes it's not even just one piece like sometimes you'll do a, a couple variations of a piece yeah or you'll do animations which mm -hmm. on top of the animations, yeah. animations are the bane yeah. <laughs> of my existence. Like, yeah. they're so, uh, when, the finished project, amazing. But yeah. I know the work going into it, like every single little slide that you have to do to make sure it's fluid, like mm -hmm. that's hours on top of your original work. You know what? It's really crazy. And recently, um, I got an opportunity with Facebook to create um, uh, like a project with them, which is crazy. What? That's amazing. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys, on Talkaholic. First, got a really cool opportunity um, to create an animation with them, and I think that was like that really tested me because I've never been taught to make animations. I literally taught myself, mm -hmm. and that just it was so different because when I create content for my own page, I don't I don't feel like 
the fact that it's taking me eight or nine hours to create a piece because you're enjoying it as you're doing it, mm -hmm. you're watching your shows, whatever. But then I realized when I was doing this project, I'm like, this is literally work. So I felt like the hours passing oh. by. And I was like, this is what it means when people are like, how <laughs> like, how did you get it done? You know, like I really felt it then. But it was so interesting, like comparing the two. I was like, when you enjoy it, you don't feel the time. So that's why you're able to create a lot. But when you're doing it for work, it's like so different. Mm -hmm. Like before we wrap up and, you know, you can tell us where people can find you. I was mm -hmm. curious about something that you said earlier where, um, you know, you, you said you were getting criticism because of like, you know, how, I guess, you're, how you're pushing your boundaries with your art, which to me is funny to hear because I didn't think that at all. I like I thought to me, like your, your art is very PG, despite the fact that people are holding guns and like, you know, like you said, the grills and stuff. Is there, is it, do you think that that makes an impact on, on your like creative process when you're thinking of, okay, like here's the next piece. Like, are you very conscious of like the audience um, response or are you just like, you know what, this is something I enjoy. This is like a, par a part of something that, you know, it's a hobby that I love and enjoy and whatever people think, you know, that's, I'm going to hear that when I post it. Mm -hmm. um, I think for like the, I think the only thing I really worry about sometimes in terms of like, uh, okay, let me be careful before I create this is more of like, because I do create a lot of art for different ethnic tribes. So sometimes I feel like I need to ask a friend, okay, do you think this is appropriate? Or I'll have to like do my research before I produce something because especially right now with everything that's happening in East Africa, there are a lot of like, there's a lot of ethnic war happening. And so my goal of creating art is to sort of show the beauty of each like region. But I find that sometimes, um, you'll i'll get messages from like i remember i got the specific message from someone which was really shocking and she was like you created nine ethnic tribes for eritrea you did all of a lot of ethnic tribes for ethiopia but you haven't done like amhara and gurage and all these other tribes i was like there are 80 tribes in ethiopia <laughs> <laughs> um, i promise you i'm not choosing and selecting it's just like it's gonna take me time and i'm one person so it's like there are either expectations from people for me to create everything or there's sometimes there's I'm not saying this is a common thing or sometimes there's criticism with like why did you create this ethnic group when this is happening in the world like right now in this area or this when the whole purpose is to really avoid like political talk and to try to just enjoy the art and enjoy the culture that comes with this that specific region or specific country so i feel like that's the only thing that i sometimes battle with i'm like uh, okay let me you know be careful with what I'm producing or I'll ask for feedback from a friend and say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm planning on releasing this. Like, what do you think? And I might fine tune a little bit here and there and, and take their feedback as I go. Mm -hmm. Um, just to obviously be careful because there's only so much that I know, of course, and I don't want to offend anybody, but the purpose of like creating the artwork is so that people feel connected from wherever they are, wherever they're from. And so, yeah, I think that's the only thing I sometimes battle with in terms of criticism, but it's definitely not a common thing. It happens here and there, yeah. but you kind of just, you keep going. It doesn't, it never stops me from creating the work. I'm like, because yeah. people- And it shouldn't. Feel... It yeah, exactly. definitely. <laughs> I mean, I think you, you yeah. can never please any, everyone. Everybody always wants something. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think that honestly, people are more appreciative than anything because for a lot of the, the region, a lot of the work that I create for these specific countries, there aren't, there isn't a lot of artwork created for them specifically mm -hmm. and i think that's why the response has been so has been really really well has been good i can't talk has been 
really good. I'm literally so tired. It's been really good because um, it's not common. And so it, it's like, imagine you're a country that's not well known or you're from an ethnic group that nobody knows about and you finally feel noticed. It's like, this is like me. So I think that's why people like rave about it. Cause like, oh my God, like I'm Oromo and there's Oromo art out here or I'm, you know, I'm Bilen or I'm from Kenya and like you, you've created this and I feel connected. So I think that's why the response has been a lot more positive than negative, but. And I would argue it's because it comes off authentic and you could totally see like you're being unapologetic about like, this is exactly what, you know, this culture looks like and represents and these are what the clothes and jewelry look like. So, you know, take it and leave it, you know, kind of thing, which I personally forget the haters. This is what you're doing is great. I love it. Yeah, and I feel like this could go on into like a whole other conversation about um, because like as you mentioned, you you do your research and you make sure you're reaching out to people who are from those groups and, mm-hmm. ma- and making sure that your art is representative of them. And I can go into a whole other conversation about you know actually having you know black creators or BIPOC creators doing work about themselves mm-hmm. because then you're making sure that people are re- represented and they know they're going to do the due diligence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. in making sure people are represented correctly and exactly. how that's not happening in the industry at all, at all. Um, but that's a whole other conversation literally I don't know why that reminds me of this one this company I forget what what company it was but they this was during the Black Lives Matter movement so they created like hands I don't know if you saw it it was like a black woman's hand and her palm was also black and it was like a drawing of like all these different hands but Everyone's like, okay, clearly you guys didn't do search because our, all, everyone's pop. No one has black pop. So like, <laughs> it was like, it was literally, it was like, I feel like it's common sense to either reach out and like, you know, talk. I was like, that's how you know the company didn't have black workers or to know, like, like, around, okay, like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, get feedback from people who are from those areas and like, make sure that the content you're producing is accurate. But yeah. Definitely. Well, it's been great talking to you and hearing about, you know, all the work that you do and your creative process and how just talented you are. It's been great to have a conversation with you. Before we do wrap up, um, shout yourself out. Let them, let them know where you, they can find you and the different projects you're working on and so on and so forth. <laughs> you guys can find me on Instagram at Hanan's Corner. Um, and then I have on my bio, my Etsy shop is there. It's just Etsy.com slash Hanan's Corner. Um, and then current projects that I'm working on, I'm just doing volume two of the Money Calling series, just so that I could add like different countries because I focus primarily on Eritrea. So now I'm like doing doing other countries. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and we'll have everything linked down below, guys. So if you want to check out any of her work, um, all her information will be down in the description box. Um, thank you again, Hanan, for joining us. Um, we're excited for everybody to hear what you have to say. Um, and we're excited to see more work from you because we know you have so many more things coming. And we om- and I-, I hope the m- like for the most success in all that you do. <laughs> Thank you. Very awesome, guys. All right, we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. <laughs>